Verse 46, And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. think you you were talking about um about Nazareth and and the the lineage of of Jesus and it's not being like being prominent for Philip to ask a question or to say something like that can anything good come from Nazareth that's like you know in any um in every state there's you know there's some city where or some part of town where people consider to be um low and nothing good arising in that part of town and you know the the social class and things like that so it seems like that's kind of how they how Nazareth was viewed in the day that they had no great expectation of anything worthwhile happening in that town or from that town. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so it really leans itself to Jesus coming in incognito from the religious perspective, religious leaders perspective. They were probably seeing the Messiah coming as this amazing warrior, defender of truth, which he was, but he just didn't come like they thought he would come. Just like John the Baptist didn't come as they thought he would sh- he should be with a name like John in the wilderness, eating honey and locusts and camel hair garment and talking all kinds of stuff, talking smack to the king. You know, <laughs> his ministry was different and, and, and Christ's ministry would be different than what they would expect. And Philip was one of the ones, um, one of the disciples who had now come in contact with the Messiah, with the Christ. And so when Nathaniel made that statement, Philip already knew. He's like, come and see if what you say is true, that nothing can anything good come from Nazareth. Come on and see. I'll show you, basically. Because he knows he had already seen the Messiah. Yeah, and it's interesting because the come and see that Philip was um, was spoken to Philip was to come and check out where I live, come and, and have intimacy with me. And I think Philip is giving and introducing his friend, Nathaniel, to that same thing. He says, come and see. Jesus said to him, come and see. And in that moment of coming and seeing, there was an intimacy. There was a revelation of who Jesus was. So now Philip is introducing his friend to the same one by using those same words, come and see. He knew that when you have exposed to this light, this truth, you will know, you will have the answer to what you were looking for and you will follow him. And so when we encounter uh, people who question what we're saying about Jesus, the Messiah, (laughs) then we should invite them. Come and see. Yeah. Come and see. As my grandson would say. Yeah. (laughs) And so we have, Jesus, Nathaniel's approaching Jesus, 
And he says to him, here is true. Here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Jesus is saying this to Nathaniel. He's speaking a truth about Nathaniel. Nathaniel probably didn't even know about himself. Just like he spoke the truth to Peter about Peter, this is your name. So Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching. He said of him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So there's two things there that you have to think about that Jesus says about Nathaniel. One, here is a true Israelite. So there must have been some false Israelites. Two, in whom there is no deceit. What an honor or what is a, what a privilege for the Messiah, Christ Jesus, to, to look at you and say, you are a true Israelite and in you there is no deceit. What was, was he was he living that already or was Jesus proclaiming that, calling those things that are not as though they were? Hmm. Huh? I, 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 you know, I don't know if, uh, if, if that's the reason why he was saying that. Um, it could be like, you know, I go back to what he, what Nathaniel um, said. Can any good come, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, was he always so bold in speaking what was on his mind? You know, like some people might have kept that to themselves and like, hmm, I don't think anything, you know, kind of like under their breath. I don't think anything good can come from Nazareth. But, but Nathaniel, he just said it right out. You know, can anything good come from from Nazareth? And he might have been one of those persons that just spoke what he believed to be the truth. And maybe that's why Jesus said that. And, and that would point to your um, statement that was he living? He Maybe he was living that lifestyle for Jesus to see that. Yeah, and it's all to say, how do you know me? Nathaniel replies to Jesus, how do you know me? Now, right there, it gives you an indication that Jesus was on point. Either he's on point about what he said about Nathaniel or the fact that he called Nathaniel his name when he never knew him. So he says, how do you know me? Jesus replied, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. So it would it would go to it would lean towards. Jesus not knowing him, calling him Nathaniel beyond being introduced to him. So to me, it's like when he approached, just like he he approached uh, Jesus. I mean, just like he approached Peter, Simon, and then called him Peter, that though they had no relationship, like John said, I don't even know him, but I know him. We have this thing with Philip or Nathaniel. We have this thing with Nathaniel that he says, how do you know me? And Jesus replied, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree, which means that he knew Nathaniel even before Philip got to him at the fig tree or even after the fig tree, whenever that event happened. So even before Philip went to get Nathaniel to introduce Nathaniel to Jesus, Jesus had already known who Nathaniel was and not only just know his name, but he knew his character. Yeah, that, that could be um, 
So let's just continue um, reading here. So, so Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You know, so that's kind of, uh, that's just a little taste of Jesus's ministry, his power, just a small taste of it. And, and he's saying to him, that's all it took for you to say that I'm king, to say that I am, um, you know, the son of God, just saying that I saw you under the fig tree before. And, and Jesus says, just basically kind of, I'm just going to put it in my, my, my words, like, just wait, just wait and see, you know, you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. Man, what a statement to make. You shall see, no, the heavens, you shall see the heavens open and you'll see angels ascending and descending. Yeah, that is, that is a powerful statement. And I'm just going to go back to Nathaniel's reply, Rabbi Nathaniel answered, "You are the son of son. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel." Now, when he testifies of as he declares this, I went back to uh, Philip when he went to Nathaniel. He said, "We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one of the prophets foretold, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph." Now, because Jesus tells him, I saw you under the tree before Philip even approached you. He says, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus didn't do anything. He just told him something that he knew about him. But it's just that light bulb moment, that that illumination in, in, in Nathaniel that he makes this declaration saying, you are who my friend Philip says you are. You are, I believe it. And he says, well, if you just believe, because I told you it was under the fig tree, like you said, greater things did you see, greater things than this will you see. And then to say, truly, truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God descending and descending on the Son of Man is a declaration to Philip and Nathaniel and anybody else in the vicinity of this comment that there will come a day when you will see this. Nathaniel could believe that what he said would be true because he already declared who he was. He was the son of God. So you said something before about, well, Nathaniel know that he wasn't going to die until he saw that happen. So he could embrace life knowing that, well, I I'm not going anywhere, at least until that happens. Now, after that happens, that's another story. But until that happens, so you have all this time with Jesus because you know that when, until he goes and you're walking with him, you okay, everything's fine. But the moment he goes, then things begin to change. And we get to see that as you read John a little bit further on. Uh, that these things begin to change in, in the dynamic of the disciples when Jesus is lifted up. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's like a perfect 
ending to the introduction of Christ the Messiah, mm-hmm. you know, him telling you something like that. And, uh, you know, it's John, um, the, this first chapter of John just gives us such a good basis, a good uh, foundation of, you know, what we talked about, uh, our the calling and purpose and um, what God marks you for. You know, we, we see that in the beginning of, of John and, uh, and how we can, how we can accept the, the call that he has on our lives and, and walk in that with assurance that we're going to finish or God will finish the work in us that he started. We wanted to expose you to John. And we took the first chapter to let you know the deity of God, the deity of Christ, the humanity of Christ, and the calling of Christ. How do we begin to to walk in this newness of life that Jesus Christ has given us? And so unless there are there is an outcry or call for more study in John, because you, it piqued your interest about what God is saying in John, uh, one of my favorite books, then we just petition you as, as always to study, get into the word, you know, get into the word for yourself. And we're always here. You always can reach us on Facebook, uh, web pages or the, the Facebook page is called It Was Found in My Heart. Um, you can reach us at our email address, which is will be played at the end of this 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 episode of, of every episode. You can reach us if you have any questions. Reach us that way. If you don't have any questions, we're just going to keep going and revealing to you what was found in our heart. And hopefully, as you pursue God, as you pursue Christ, as you pursue the Holy Spirit, that God will begin to reveal to you that he has something special in your heart for you to know. And so we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this was a blessing to you, that you got something from it, you know, whether it's just a a nugget or whether it was a bag of gold. We pray that God will open your eyes and your heart because he is the true light. And we desire for you to know this true light like you've never known before. We pray that we will always be a couple that will point you to the one who knows it all and can direct you in your life. And he is the main thing. We may not know it all. We may stumble. We may, we may have something that might be inaccurate and we have to restudy it and find out, you know, what the truth is, but please hear our hearts. We're just here being moved by God to tell the world about Jesus Christ, whether you're saved or not saved. He is the way regardless. He is the truth regardless. And he is the life regardless. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for listening in, tuning in. And until we meet again, we will be uh, praying, praying for you and praying that in these days that God will reveal to us the direction that he has for each one of us. Amen. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer, 
where if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.